This is Dr. Daniel Van Ingen with this week's parenting podcast on COVID-19 prevention and panic prevention. The administration this week advised Americans to not gather in groups of more than 50, more than 10 people and to work from home for the next 15 days. The key is social distancing. Social distancing is critical to curbing the coronavirus pandemic. Let's establish what we can do to prevent COVID-19. If we need to do the five to help this big five to help stop the coronavirus, according to the World Health Organization, number one, hands wash them often. Number two, your elbow cough into it. Number three, your face don't touch it. Number four, your feet stay more than three feet apart. Maintain that space. And number five, if you feel sick, stay at home. But let me say something about washing hands. Here's the right way to wash your hands according to the CDC. First, wet your hands thoroughly. Warm or cold water are both fine. Hot water from a tap doesn't do anything special. Um, Apply enough soap to create a lather. If it's a bar of soap that's been sitting around, give it a good rinse before using it. If there's no soap in a public restroom, scrubbing vigorously and for a long time under running water is better than nothing. Apply hand sanitizer afterwards if possible. Okay, so you start scrubbing. You can turn the tap off while you scrub to save water. Keep scrubbing till you've hit every surface of your hands. Clean the outsides, tips, and between your fingers. Clean both your palms and the back of your hands. Scrub the exposed part of your wrist. Clean under your nails. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention suggests singing the Happy Birthday song twice, but if that gets old, you can pick an alternative track. Um, So this should all take about 20 seconds. This is a great reminder for us all parents to teach our children to properly wash our hands. Let's talk about some other things that you may not be aware of. According to John Umhaw, who uh, is an MD recently retired from the CDC, he says laying out in the sun may be a way to prevent COVID-19. He outlined as a public health specialist uh, how a lack of sun-induced vitamin D in the winter and early spring leads to epidemic acute respiratory infections um, and, and probably includes viruses like COVID-19. So in the British Medical Journal, it shows studies prove that vitamin D supplementation can help prevent acute respiratory infection. Um, another thing to consider is do not pet other people's pets. The virus does not infect pets, but COVID-19 can be infectious on pet hair, similar to being infectious on surfaces. The infected person touches the pet and others pet the animal. If you're not allergic to iodine, consider the following. If you're not allergic to iodine, consider iodine as a prevention method. Uh, Povidone, iodine, or Betadine uh, can be purchased in local stores in the first aid section. You apply the solution directly onto exposed skin, so 10% onto exposed skin, neck, and face. Um, So listen to this. Listen to this uh, article by David Derry, MD, PhD, in 2009. Um, I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs here. The time-tested weapons against influenza viruses are cleanliness, hand-washing, isolation, masks, immunizations, and antiviral medications. 
1918, the last two were not available, and the other methods did little to stop viral spread. Washing hands in a standard 70% alcohol solution is effective against most, most pathogenic bacteria, but it has no effect on viruses, especially influenza viruses. In a similar manner, masks used in 1918 showed barely detectable benefits in holding back influenza's spread as viruses readily pass through the gauze. Isolation is difficult to institute and enforce in cities with large numbers of infected patients. Um, in sparsely populated communities such as Alaska, isolation was beneficial but difficult to implement. Even in hospitals, large numbers of patients tend to overwhelm and compromise isolation techniques. Iodine is the most effective broad-spectrum antiseptic with low toxicity. Iodine has very high germicidal activity and no organism develops resistance to iodine. Iodine has been used in various forms as an antiseptic for the skin wounds and, and uh, mucus surfaces of the body. It also has been used to sterilize the air and inanimate objects such as gat cut and surgical instruments. Uh, and it goes on. So it's a time-tested weapon against viruses. Um, it should be noted that um, it should be noted that that the CDC and FDA have not evaluated iodine and its effectiveness against COVID nineteen. And what I'm mentioning here is is based on uh, some conversations I've had with uh, high level military personnel and uh, medical doctors. Um, but this is not medical advice. If you're seeking medical advice, then please call your health care provider. But it's something to consider for, for those of us parents trying to figure out, okay, what can we do uh, for COVID-19 prevention? And um, so I wanted to mention some of these things and, and just talk about COVID-19 prevention. Now let's talk about panic prevention. Uh, and that certainly is my specialty area. And no doubt the best example during this coronavirus um, pandemic over the last several weeks, and day by day it's uh, more and more cases. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because we there's just not a lot of testing happening. But there's no doubt that there's a lot of panic. There's the reality, and then there's the anxiety and the panic. So the toilet paper phenomenon... <laughs> which I've talked to PAs, MDs, uh, and some of the just people around Sarasota County, healthcare professionals, you know, we're all scratching our head. What came about this? Because how did this come about? Because diarrhea is not a symptom of coronavirus. And, but toilet paper is a great panic example. Um, but let's talk about the panic. I mean, there can be uncontrollable worry. So, and the goal here is to challenge those worries. Do your best, forget the rest. And begin to challenge those worries and do the specific things that we need to do in order to keep our home clean, do social isolation, keep hand washing and, and, social, and social distancing. Um, but we need to challenge those worries. And, um, and then there's... The catastrophizing. Catastrophizing has to do with a future orientation. It has to do with worst case scenarios. It has to do with not having work, not uh, your business is shutting down, 
It has to do with not being able to work, not having money, not being able to pay your mortgage, not who's going to watch the kids. Uh, this continues all the way through June. I mean, there's all kinds of things that make the worry lead to catastrophizing. And so the best thing we can do in this situation in terms of specifically countering that catastrophizing in those worst case scenarios is a present centered approach. Um, being present focused, being in the moment. How do we savor more? One of, my, one of the great questions uh, when I talk with uh, those who treat anxiety, uh, mental health professionals, social workers, psychologists, professional counselors, one of, the, one of the great conversations we have is when I ask the question, how can we savor more? How can we be more in the moment? And it's fascinating some of the responses that I get. Uh, some of the responses include just being in the moment, savoring, you know, being in the moment, being in the present, not looking at the time, um, uh, eating slowly, gratitude, being grateful for the moment helps us be in the moment, using our sensory experience. Noticing what we see, noticing what we hear, noticing what we touch, learning to be present. And, and that goes a long way as far as, um, as far as, you know, being in the moment, being present centered. Mindfulness is about using our senses to be in the moment, present centered, focus, being able to focus, being able to. Just be with our children. Just be with our family. Just be with our friends. Well, in this case, it's a lot of social distancing. Um, but just being uh, present-centered rather than um, being present-centered helps counter that future orientation, which can lead to magnification of worst-case scenarios and catastrophizing. Well, we want to decatastrophize. We want to be in the present. Somatic arousal, uncomfortable bodily sensations, uh, panic sensations, diaphragmatic breathing. We want to deep breathe deep from the core. And not from the chest. Not When we inhale, the stomach should go out. We want to really breathe from the core. With kids, we're talking about belly breathing. You're blowing up a balloon when you inhale. It's really breathing from the core, the diaphragm. And you can use breathing, uh, you can use different counting to help. Um, so these are just some of the goals and interventions that I want to mention regarding the core patterns of this panic, right? panic prevention. We want to be about COVID-19 prevention. We also want to be peacefully about panic prevention. This is Dr. Daniel Vaningen with this week's parenting podcast. <laughs>